Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another day, another audio disaster. My new microphone does not cooperate the same as my other old $13 one from Amazon. So you'll hear some glitching. You'll hear things. I, it won't happen again. Okay. Just bear with me. Last time, I promise that you get an audio disclaimer due to the new mic. Okay. Learning curve over for fuck's sake. Anywho, I get into Winter House and the Luke Jess situation prior to my Salt Lake City recap because I got a lot of DMs asking what my thoughts were on that. So I go into that before I recap this week's episode of Salt Lake City. So I hope you enjoy. And please don't forget if you haven't already to give me that five star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Spotify, please give me that five star rating. It really helps out. I'm so sorry to be that annoying person. <laughs> okay, but I have to. And also don't forget about those memberships I have available. There is currently an episode that's only available to members that Pia and I did. Origin of the Fox Force 5. It's very good. I'm getting lots of good feedback. Well, feedback from the members. If you go to my YouTube channel, hit the join button. There's two levels. The super queen level gets you access to the bonus episodes early. And I'm not going to release that bonus episode until next Tuesday, which would be the 26th or something. I don't know. But yeah, sign up there. $9.99 a month. All right, guys, enjoy the show. I love you. I mean it. Uh, okay, before I get into Salt Lake City, I have to talk about Winter House because it was a it was a tricky little episode, and it was too much for me to put in an Instagram post. I would have had to write like a whole novel. Oh, wait, but before I get into that, I got to shout out my super queens. 
And I checked right before I hit record and I've got some new super queens. Oh my God. You guys, I love you. I don't even just have new super queens. I have new queens. And there are two levels, by the way. The queens get to vote on the content for the bonus episodes, which is still great. And you get a little badge and a cute emoji for when I go live. And I think Pia and I are going to go live. I haven't told her yet, but we're going to go live when they announce the Beverly Hills cast, which is like the anticipation for that announcement. I am so nervous because you know why I'm nervous. We're all nervous for the same reasons. Um, but so when you go, when I go live, you'll have the funny little Kim Richards pointing slut pig emoji. Uh, and you'll have the ac- the ability to vote in the poll. But then I, if, as a super queen, you get the bonus episodes early. And generally, you'll get them three days early. But I was a little extra this time around. And Pia and I recorded the origin of the Fox Force 5 bonus episode. And I made that available just to my super queens. And I'm probably not going to even put that out until next. I think I'm doing it on Wednesday. And it's just because I had so many other episodes I was rolling out. And I wanted to really give them some value. And so... I'm I'm open this up and I've got a bunch of new super queens to shout out. So let me get let me get to business. All right. My number one, my number one. She was first to sign up. Shelly, you go, girl. Lissy. Jess. Taylor. Rita. Rita. Parker. Andrea, you need to check the comments on the last. Beverly Hills episode because you've got a few shout outs in there. One from Shelly. Check the comment from Shelly. Her name on uh, on YouTube is Morgan Miller Co. So check that because you've gotten a few shout outs based on the shout out from the Beverly Hills recap. Valeska. Jasmine. Oh, my God. You're new. Hi. These are the, the coming up next are the new ones. Stephanie. Molly. Majid, oh my God, Abby, thank you guys. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. And now you get to watch the origin of the Fox Force 5 episode. It's available just to members. So I, it, you'll see it, it'll pop up once you signed up, it'll pop up only for you because that's the setting on it. Um, Yeah, I love it, hi. Thank you guys. Oh, obsessed with you. Jesus, couldn't be more obsessed. Okay, so I'm going to, this is the first time I've done this because I really don't ever have plans outside of, to be honest, working. I'm kind of a workaholic. I actually have brunch plans. So I'm going to record up to when I need to leave and then I'll take a little intermission and then I'll come back and finish this up. So I'm going to talk about Winter House because I I do I have so many thoughts and before I get into Salt Lake City I want to get these thoughts out. Okay? Craig. Which which is like a sentence in an just Craig, period. Craig. <sighs> Okay, 
I cannot tell if if he is just making good TV because he knows how to do that. He knows how to make good TV. So is that what he's doing? Because when Paige says, and I do believe her, when she says he's not like this when it's one-on-one, I can't tell if that's code for he's not like this when the cameras aren't up. But since I only have this to go off of, I can only, you know, judge this. So the part that stood out, because this seemed like he was saying it under his breath to himself, so it was maybe more genuine, was when he to himself said, man, Paige is the luckiest girl. She's so lucky. I'm sure you guys, if you are watching Winter House, I'm sure you caught that. I was like, oh, God, Uh, I don't think you realize what she's putting up with. Because first it was the whole handing over the money for the rooms, which was so bizarre. Couldn't tell, again, couldn't tell if this was just to create a moment on a TV show. Because he does know how to do that. I know this from sources who've worked with him who were like he he's reality tv gold he knows how to perform but then but then when he did the whole i'm not cleaning up i don't fucking clean that deplorable moment it was beyond a moment he kept going and then he was shaming people for whatever When Corey said, this is typical Craig, this is the Craig I knew in college, I was like, so wait a minute. So that's, that's different. That's, that's not, that's, that's different. That, that leads me to think that this is something, this is the type of person he's always been. So it's not just the fame. It's not just the TV shows. It's not, I mean, it's the TV shows, guys. He's been on too many TV shows at this point. And it's not like with Paige, when she goes on the TV shows, she's barely doing anything. Like when she went on Southern Charm, she didn't do much. You know, she did a little bit with Naomi, but not a lot. Craig went on Summer House and did the most. Craig obviously on Southern Charm does the most. Now Craig is on Winter House doing the most. So one could assume that this is just going to his head. But when Corey was like, yeah, this is Greg. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that's different. You know? But I will say, because I I have tons of experience with dating problem drinkers, Paige is handling it much better than I ever would. I would be equally toxic and screaming and um, even Amanda Amanda was hor- Amanda's always handled Kyle horribly it's the Paige I mean I'm sure Paige is putting it somewhere that's not healthy and it'll eventually become a problem but for now it's pretty good you know comparatively look it's not it's not healthy overall but as I've said a hundred times on this podcast and I'll say it again I'm not one to judge 
I have no fucking idea how to have a healthy relationship. Literally zero. So I don't know. I'm thinking she's doing pretty good. She also explains the reason she's attracted to him, which is probably not healthy. But again, what the fuck do I know? When she says, I've only dated really stable, good on paper guys. And so there's something intoxicating, basically, about this mess of a human being. I'm like, okay, I get it. And so to me, the sign of a a successful relationship is one that lasts as long as it needs to last. Relationships lasting forever is a bizarre concept anyway. So they're getting what they need to get. They seem happy enough. Is it dysfunctional? Well, he's not being mean to her. So I'm, I'm, I'm reserving my judgment. I really am. I know, I, I know it seems like I should be like, how could Paige be with Craig? I'm like, look, I, I, I've been with worse. So I'm more concerned about just how much Craig sucks than judging Paige for choosing him because that's her choice. But now let's get into the Luke situation. Okay. Luke has always bothered me in that he's always chosen women who have a huge obstacle in their way, whether that be a boyfriend or a situationship. And he doesn't give a fuck about the guy doesn't respect any of the any of the things they come into the situation with. He's like, fuck that. He's territorial. It's got a predatory type of energy to me. It's um what's the word? It's presumptuous that they're just gonna want him. And that's always bothered me about Luke. So he does need to examine that. And There's that. Okay, there's that. Jess, the way Jess told him, like, I was interested in you, fine. But then she told him very clearly, not interested in kissing you. Not interested in doing anything right now. Hit the brakes real hard. Okay? Boom. Boundary. So to me... While she could say, I'm interested in you, she also at the very same time said, physically, nothing's happening. So the next day, alcohol's been consumed. By the night, over Luke comes over, puts his hand on her leg. She does not reciprocate. Then he tries later to give the massage, and it was way too much. For someone who didn't reciprocate a hand on the leg, now you go the extra, now you're going that far. She already said no in the hot tub. She didn't reciprocate the handhold. You do need to learn, Luke, what, what, um, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not verbal consent, but even, um, social consent. Oh, I'm not using the right word. Uh, social cues. Social cues, pick up on social cues, vibes. I'm not, I'm, I think you get what I'm saying. It's the presumption that because Luke is, because I'm into this girl, she's going to want this. I don't like that. I don't like it, period. 
And it was, Jess would have been able, though, maybe not right then, because it would have been, it's in front of everybody, it would have made her uncomfortable. But Jess was capable of maybe the next day saying, hey, I'm not interested after all. Like, I actually just prefer to, like, you know, keep my options open. Maybe I'm into Corey. I don't know. Craig, if he really, truly was looking out for Jess, would not have handled it like that. Because it made her more vulnerable and more uncomfortable. And I know people are going to say, well, it was his delivery. His delivery wasn't right. Craig was looking for any excuse to throw Luke under the bus, kick him out of the house, do whatever he could to get rid of Luke. He walked in with a vendetta. Vendetta against Luke, by the way, because Craig lit off fireworks irresponsibly and Luke got mad at him. And rather than Craig just at some point being like, fuck, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even think about your boat. I didn't think about the repercussions of lighting off fireworks. He is still mad at Luke for that. And that alone. And that's it. That's all Craig keeps talking about. Whenever they start to fight, he's like, and you fucking got mad at me for fireworks. I keep waiting for something else to come out. I keep waiting for Craig to say, and then this also happened, but it's just the fireworks on the 4th of July at Luke's house. That's all that seems to be upsetting him. So this opportunity presents itself where Luke has done something that could be really damaging and detrimental to Luke's status as a cast member on the show. Craig takes it and runs with it and goes to a dangerous place for Luke. Luke looks genuinely shocked. And when Luke's, when, cause Craig takes it to don't touch my girlfriend, don't touch my girlfriend. And Luke says, I, she's also my friend, which really leads me to feel like Luke's touched her many times like that, which he probably has. They've all shared houses together now for years. So living in close quarters, I'm sure they've all like snuggled up under a blanket by a fire a hundred times and it's not, there's nothing to it. And so, it leaves Jess, I think I would have reacted the same way Jess did because it brought so much attention to Jess that I probably would have ended up crying. And then she's in her room and Craig goes and gets her and pulls her into the room with them. And there she finds comfort. And so it leads her to feel like they were the ones comforting her. But I did like that Paige said... He's a Luke's a good guy. He just sometimes doesn't get the hint. He needs it spelled out for him. I like that Paige didn't take it to a place of he is a molester or anything like that. She didn't go there. She was like, we're not taking it there. Craig is out of hand in general so far on this trip, but now he's now he's I'm glad that I'm glad that a lot of people has stood by Luke, like we've seen it on social media, that Luke is not like 86th from everybody's lives or anything like that. But this could have been extremely detrimental 
to Luke's entire reputation. Um, so I, I'm hoping that we understand like where I'm falling on this. Luke does need to examine why one, he goes for women with an obstacle, a big obstacle. He's got to burst through because he presumes that that's what they want. Fuck the guy. No respect for that person, which is gross by the way. And it is, it's, it's too presumptuous to assume that, the girl who didn't re- didn't want you to kiss her in the hot tub, didn't reciprocate you touching her on the leg, then wants you to lean over her and graze her tits. Dude. Because if you looked at Jason massaging, oh, fuck, what's her name? The adorable Asian girl. She's so cute. Her, her, her drunk trying to get out of her leather pants outfit was, we've all been there, where you're so drunk, you're just like flopping around doing whatever you can to like using the force of momentum to get your pants off. The one who was um, Amanda and Kyle's florist. God damn it. I'm still getting their names, but you know who I'm talking about. When Jason was massaging her, he wasn't like ro- going all the way down the front of her. He was just massaging her. Luke was taking it too far. I'm not letting him off the hook for that. That was too far. It was. But Craig doing what he did was not in Jess's best interest. It was, if you like, if you're looking at it from a place of wanting to protect Jess, be like, hey, Jess, come outside real quick. Pull her out of the situation. Be like, are you doing okay? Is it making you uncomfortable? Okay, let's hang out downstairs. Or I don't know, wherever the hell other places to hang out. Let's go do this and keep her away from Luke and then deal with it that way. Calling it into question, getting in a huge screaming match like that and screaming, you're making her uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Now she's more uncomfortable. So he's using it as a, as a way to get after Luke, showing less sensitivity to Jess than, than he's leading on. Okay. I rest my case. All right, moving on to Salt Lake City. We pick up with Whitney, you know, she's like she said it last week. Hey yeah, fuck me please. I love to be fucked. She's lying. She's lying. And like, okay. Whitney is at the point of drunk where she's in full drunk sobbing mode. So you've got to realize like by the next day when Whitney wakes up, when you reflect on that behavior, how are you not like, damn, oof. Because she's like, Heather doesn't even realize what I'm going through. Like, we've, I've been there. (laughs) When you are taking a breath between each word, crying, you know, come on now. She didn't even ask me what I am. Like, I mean, come on. Like, but but she's like so committed that in her confessional, it's just like, I realize that 
because of the abuse I went through, I, I didn't know how to create boundaries with people. And now that I'm creating boundaries, they don't like it. And this is, this is 100% true because I did it in my own life. When I started creating boundaries with certain people that I didn't have boundaries with, it pissed them off. Especially if you've dealt with like a narcissistic parent. Ooh, ooh, ooh. When you start, when you create boundaries in those situations, they will gaslight the fuck out of you. This is different. This is a little bit different. Okay. Not exactly what's happening here. This is just a miscommunication. This is just Heather being confused. And maybe, like, maybe... Okay, so I I do think that Whitney, Angie, and Heather all were sitting around like, ooh, yeah, she gave that guy a blowjob for tickets. Ooh, Lisa's such a slut. Yeah, she gives people... She does, she has, she does sex with people for Vita Tequila things. And, and Whitney was expecting Heather to be like, it's true, Lisa. We've all been sitting around talking about this shit, but no more. We're putting it on the table. We're here today to resolve this. But like no one got no one was up for that. And really no one understood why Whitney needed to do it right then and there. No one no one got it. Everyone was like, why now? Like can't this is Jen is about to go to New York and deal with a mock trial. Can we do this another time? Whitney's like, oh, really, Heather? You betrayed me. And then she pulls out the tongs. I'm done. I am an all. I was like, oh, that table. Granted, it's a hideous table, but I was like, you are going to fuck up the table. Meredith is being so sweet, though. Meredith is being so kind and just like she sees that Whitney is, she sees that she's broken, that she's truly like unearthed memories that are really hard for her. And she can, she's like, okay, girl, I'm here for you. You may be wasted right now, but it's a, it's a, it is a rough place to be. If you have unearthed some really tough things Drinking is not the best move, but it unfortunately tends to be the first thing you do because it's, you know, it's tough to uncover that. And as much as, you know, it's not, you should just probably not drink during this phase of your life. You're probably going to at first because, you know, you're going through a lot. And so to find yourself uncovering all this and wasted, you're a mess. And Meredith is right there with her. But Heather walks back I mean, I want them to change out of these outfits. I just need them in regular clothes. But hey, it's lending to the chaos. And Heather comes back and it's like, you know, don't call me a liar. You are too drunk right now to be cognizant of what's happening. If you need more validity, then find some facts. And Whitney goes, the facts is Angie. And Heather's like, I don't care who Lisa's fucked. And and it was really funny because she goes, I don't care who Meredith's fucked. And Meredith like tenses up like, don't you dare. I don't care who Jen. And then Heather realizes what she did. She's like, I don't care who you fucked, who Jen's fucked. I don't care who anyone's fucked. She had to, she had to like round it out, you know. And then 
I love when <laughs> I love when she goes, this is about Jen. So get focused. <laughs> and this sets off Whitney. She goes, no, you get focused. And then she comes up to Heather to try to like to try to like show her like we were on the court. We were taking a selfie. And to be honest, Whitney was out of hand. Don't get up in my face with your drunkenness like that. And she's like trying to reenact what they did. And I w- I'm not going to lie, you guys. If I was Heather, I would have tossed that bitch out of my way too. get your sloppy fucking ass at. OK, I've been putting up with this. You're, you're out of control. I'm sorry. It was uh, it was funny. I know. I know. I know that. I know. I know. I know. And unfortunately, that is going to make Whitney like, and then she threw me into a wall. But you, why were you getting up in her face? Like, this is all drunken behavior. And so, yeah, then Heather, but the way Heather walks up, she goes, you lost me, bitch. You lost me. Okay, then the next shot is Jen rounding the corner with Lisa, who has a little Diet Coke in her hand. (laughs) Why the fuck does she have a little Diet Coke in her hand, you guys? But she goes in to thank Heather for being there. Thank you for being there for me tonight. But then Heather... I know she's lying here, baby. I know she is. She goes, I promise you, I've never had a conversation about extramarital affairs or anything to do with your marriage. Oh, bullshit. 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 There is no way you guys have been hanging with Angie Harrington. Talk. Remember how they came to the reunion last year, guys? Remember... And it, I'm not blaming them. That's what you do when you absolutely hate someone. So don't, you're going too far. Uh, you went too far. You went too far. And now I don't believe you. Okay. So Lisa goes to bed, leaving Jen and Heather. And Whitney goes to bed as well. Thank God. And then we get the twerk party. Led by Crystal Pussy. Jen with a megaphone. Yelling, I need you all to twerk like you need to pay your rent. And it's just Meredith and Heather left as the students. And this Meredith's a good sport, though, guys. Meredith tried. (laughs) Meredith at one point looks over at Crystal Pussy, who's got her foot up on the couch and she's twerking. And Meredith goes, she can twerk everywhere. I mean, I, this was pure chaos. My eyes were so confused. We've got Crystal Pussy in a red sheer outfit and a thong and Heather and Meredith and Jen. I don't, like, I don't even, I don't even get it. I don't even get it. All right. So I'm going to leave us here. I must, I must get to my brunch. So... I shall return, brief intermission, and we will pick it up when I return. I don't think I was built to twerk. 
chicken twins everywhere. I can squeeze one butt cheek. It is definitely not in my wheelhouse. I will not be making rent this month, and I'm okay with it. Ready? One, two, three. All right. Brunch was great. Brunch was fabulous. I went out with the Zen Blonde and John Joseph's music. If you caught it on Instagram, you already know. But anyway, let's get into this. I've been dying. Okay, so the next morning, Heather woke up in a pile of milk duds. (laughs) Been there. Not exactly milk duds, but I have woken up in the remnants of my midnight eating. And when I say midnight, I mean middle of the night. If you're new here, you don't know this, but if you're not new here, you know this. I will wake up in the middle of sleeping and be like, I need to eat. And I will bring the food into my bed and eat it like a little ravenous monster. So I related very much. But then Heather realizes that there is ripped up paper on the floor and she realizes, oh, this is a card. And I I don't think that I think Whitney must have put it in there as like a surprise because Heather was putting it together and reading it for seemingly the first time. And and that so it's ripped up. She reads the friendship card. It's, you know, like I love our friendship. So Heather joins Meredith out on the patio and it's raining, but Heather's energy and her mood is very much the energy I thought Whitney would have. Heather's laughing that she woke up in a pile of milk duds and she's laughing that she woke up to a ripped up card from Whitney because you guys, this is funny, right? And they flash back. Oh my God. They flash back to Whitney doing it. (laughs) Okay. She gets out of bed and goes, I know how to get her back and goes in there and rips up that card. Now only a very drunk person would do that thinking that is a legitimate way to make a statement. But when you wake up the next day, you're like, oh, my God, I fucking ripped up the card like this. Okay, so when I was my best friend, Marilyn, when we were in our 20s, I was I'm I'm talking like 21 years old and she was 23 years old. When she would get drunk, she would get kind of mean, but like I always found it funny which is probably how we were able to maintain a friendship through our 20s because she was serious, but I just found it funny. And so this one particular night, we were with three other friends. And for some reason, Marilyn decided that she did not want me to look at her when she talked. It was like the near the end of the night, we'd gone back to our friend's house and that's where we were going to crash. And we had gotten like the jack in the box And Marilyn would talk and then she would realize I was looking at her because she was talking. So I was listening to her and she would stop talking and go, "Uh, I don't want I don't want Emily to look at me. (laughs) And so then I I found it hilarious, but I would turn away. I'm like, "Okay, no problem. So I'd look away and then Marilyn would keep talking and then she would go, I want Emily to go stand by the wall. And so I just found this to be so fucking funny. So then I was like, "Okay, I'll go stand by the wall. (laughs) So I went by the wall. And then she's like, nope, it's not enough. So then I just kept going with it. So I just like hid behind the curtains, cracking up because I knew the next day we would die laughing. And we did hung over, like feeling terrible, but cracking up because it was like, Marilyn was like, why was I telling you to stand by the wall? We're like, we don't know. 
And then, of course, I was like, were you upset? I'm like, no, because I knew you were just drunk and it made no sense. And so that's kind of what I was hoping Whitney would be like. And then I went into your room and ripped up your card. Why? I don't know. I was just mad at you. But Whitney is betrayed. Because in the kitchen, Jen asks Whitney how she feels. And of course, Whitney goes, how do I feel? Phil? I feel betrayed. Okay. But Whitney has to get ready to go see her brother and sister, half-brother and sister. Jen is being very sweet. There's no denying that Jen is being very, very sweet. It was nice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So Heather is still very concerned. She's very concerned. This whole thing was supposed to be about Jen and Whitney's making it all about her. But Meredith continues her major empathy. She's like, I'm I I wasn't mad at Whitney. I was able to hug her. I'm she's seeing that she is really suffering, trying to put these pieces together. Go Meredith, you know, way to look outside of yourself. And, okay, so Whitney now goes to to Curtis and Kelly's, and they share the same dad. So when I recorded with Tom from Dumpster Dive Podcast, we both kind of said we think it's the dad, right? We're like, it's the dad, right? We're like, okay. And it it's confirmed that it's the dad because she repeatedly says we share the same trauma I'm like okay so it's the dad Curtis says at one point that he because she's like we didn't I didn't see you guys much he's like I went to visit you one time before I went on mission I think is what he says and she's like I vaguely remember that he's like yeah and she's Whitney says through this process I realize I've been manipulated and used and abused now, I obviously don't know the full extent of what she's been through, but we've even seen her dad really manipulate her. Remember when he was in that rehab and he wanted to get out of the rehab, but his plan was basically to like take money from uh, Whitney and uh, fuck, what's her husband's name? Oh my God, what is her husband's name? Her husband. It'll come back to me. Um. We've watched him use manipulative tactics, so that can be confirmed. And so Whitney says they were all let down. 
by this person. They all knew that they should have been able to trust. So it's the dad. It's the dad. It's the dad. And Curtis does say at one point that there's a lot of good that came from that relationship. It's like I'm trying to put pieces together. That's basically what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like fill in the puzzle that I want so desperately to get. And I don't blame Whitney for not fully exposing the entire story because it is, that is private. But this does confirm that this isn't just something Whitney's making up. Because I think some people said that they thought she was making this up. And I was like, oh, that's a big accusation, you guys. And um, they gave some good tips, which was like, this is never going to make sense. This is never going to suddenly be like, oh, it's all better now. Now it it's over. And Kelly says that it's not your wound to heal. Which means that it's the perpetrator's. It's not your fault. It was it was nice. There was something a little bit strange about them. A little bit. Just a little bit. Can't put my finger on it exactly. I'm gonna leave it there. Just just gonna leave it there. Back at the house though. Heather is making breakfast and Lisa comes out and then Meredith comes out and it's super awkward. But before that, Heather sarcastically talks about how this was supposed to be a fun weekend for Jen. And Lisa's like, I hope Jen had fun. And Heather's like, are you kidding? She didn't have any fun. Lisa's like, oh, okay. Lisa's confessional, though, she says... (laughs) That last night, you know, I talked to John and I had a burrito and a Kit Kat. And then I realized that this is about Jen. Like the producer that does her confessionals must just be like, oh, okay. I think she was serious, guys. Let's keep it moving. Jen, Jen comes in. She talks about the trial prep and she says... That this is the first time she's going to be hearing, quote, our side, meaning the defense's side. Now, I remember my friend Ashley uh, sent me. <laughs> Sorry to laugh ahead of time. OK, she sent me some of the defense's um, examples, like some of the defense's evidence or whatever the hell. And it was so weak. It was almost like a joke. I was like, this is what they're going to trial with? This is not, this is not good enough. But they'd heard, Jen had heard the prosecution side, like they did their mock trial last time and she was so pissed she walked out twice and she, because you just have to sit there and listen to them lie. And uh, her lawyer has told her though, I need you to stop getting Botox because you're talking about things that are really affecting you. You're getting emotional, but your face doesn't move. And that's accurate. I, Meredith goes, what are you doing to stay calm? And it's like, I don't even know if there is anything you can do. It's like, she says she lays next to Omar. I'm like, oh, your poor son. Just like having to deal with this. Oh, my God. He, oh, my God. Whitney returns. She comes back and just kind of just joins right in there. But in her confessional, she's like, 
I haven't spoken to Heather, and right now I want nothing to do with her. I mean, I guess she just really needed Heather to go, it's true, Lisa. Angie told us that you sucked dick to get courtside seats. I guess she really needed that from Whitney. I mean, from Heather. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was sweet because, of course, Jen had not packed. And Lisa's like, do you want help packing? And they all help her pack. And it was really sweet and supportive. And they all help her get her bags. And then they hug as a group. And it was very touching. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Okay, they are all there for each. They're there for her. But then after Jen leaves, there is a moment. Like, the way that they were able to capture this on the camera, Lisa and Meredith walk in first. And so the camera catches it. So Lisa and Meredith are already inside. The camera comes in over the shoulder of Whitney and Heather between the two of them. So the camera picks up with Whitney and Heather in the foreground and in the background, Lisa and Meredith hugging for a while. And it's like, it's so deep and they keep hugging and it goes on for a minute. And like Heather and Whitney don't quite know what to do. And then it just finally ends and Lisa goes, I'm going to take a nap. And in Meredith's confessional, she's like, you know, with Jen going away, it just gives you perspective on letting things go. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. So they go to dinner at Whiskey Row. And Meredith proposes that they they toast and they each pick one word to toast. So Lisa's go, I'll go first. Love. And Meredith, peace. Heather, friendship. And Whitney takes a long pause. Honesty. It's like, okay, girl. She's. And Whitney in her confessional, she's just, it's like, yeah, okay. I know Heather wants to sweep this under the rug, but. We're going there. We're we're go- we're going there, she said. Oh, we're fucking doing this, okay? And so Whitney's showing them pictures of her with her brother and sister and Meredith is like, "You definitely look related." Her fucking voice, man. It's just something else. But then she tells the story. She's like, "We lived in Scottsdale." For like a year. And they're like, you're just now telling us? How are you just now telling us? She's like, I didn't even think of it until right now. What? We've, okay, not, so when we said we're going to go to Scottsdale on a cast trip, you didn't come to your mind. We've been here for a few days. It's okay. But this was very sweet. The whole story. They, they moved to Scottsdale because her sister had chronic bronchitis, I believe. And so they, moved there to help her lungs clear out and it made me cry a little bit not all the way but a little bit because a sweet dad story will always get me and I'm not going to tell it now because I actually think I might cry because it's just a sweet story but it's sweet everyone enjoys it thank you very much Meredith I'm going to move on because I'm going to get choked up and I don't have time for that right now anyway 
Whitney goes, <laughs> I'm glad you're having happy memories. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that was such a loaded thing to say. I'm glad you're having happy memories. I'm remembering that I've been abused. <laughs> Shit, that was like, okay, dark. And Meredith is like, so how are you feeling about Heather? R Whitney's already in tears. Really hurt. I needed her in that moment. I was speaking my truth and she called me a liar. She knows what I'm going through. She knows my biggest thing is trust and being taken advantage of. And so then Heather comes back and Lisa's like, hello, Heather Gay. Which, that's honestly me. If you if we're ever in a conversation about someone and that someone reenters, I have no, suddenly I don't know how to do. I don't know how to make any other conversation. I don't know how to be cool. I'm like, hi, person we're talking about. <gasps> what? I that I I can't do it. And Whitney, I know you know what I'm talking about. And when I needed you and this back and forth is pretty spectacular. What did you Heather? What did you need me to do? Corroborate a story? Whitney, you and I have had many stories about Lisa. And Heather's like, "Yes, we absolutely have." This is, you know, like, remember how Heather earlier said to Lisa, she's like, I have never talked about extramarital affairs or your marriage. And I was like, oh, too far. Too far. Because I'm sure you have. It's kind of the first thing you go for when you're when you hate someone like, oh, and she cheats on her husband. I feel, like, I feel like that's sort of low hanging fruit, especially Angie. Um, But Heather's like, we have, but specifically... I don't recall the courtside seats thing. And this particular part that Heather says, it, it kind of encapsulates the whole, it, it, it nails it. It's like, this is, this is, this isn't the entire point here, Whitney. And this is fair. And she, and this to me is Heather wins. She says, if someone says something horrible to me, and I choose to recuse that and not remember that and not put it in my bank to pull it out to hurt someone. That is my fucking choice. That is not an indication of my loyalty to you, my loyalty to them. That is my choice. You want to talk about it. Go for it. The reason I love that so much is because what Whitney did is hurt Lisa with this, right? It's She's going to have to face that someone said this about her and she's got this floating around and that's Whitney's choice to do that. Heather doesn't necessarily need to participate in that. It doesn't necessarily accomplish anything, what Whitney's doing. Being that specific is not necessary. Whitney chose to be that specific on camera with Meredith in a scene. And maybe, maybe that was the plan. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Oh, I think I got somewhere. Okay, so maybe 
Angie, Heather, and Whitney were talking about all this stuff, and this was the takedown Lisa season. Remember, like that's we've already established that that was the plan going in. And maybe Whitney feels like she was the one who did the bidding. Like when it came time for her to have a scene with Meredith about, you know, how much Lisa's got skeletons in her own closet, she delivered the message that Angie and Heather and Whitney had already discussed. And then now she wants to retract that statement, but doesn't want to be the only one who knew that statement. Okay, I'm still a little lost. Heather is trying to back out. Okay, okay, I'm kind of seeing it. I am kind of seeing it because Heather is too. Okay, wait. Okay, hold on. I'm actually getting it now. Okay, Heather is trying to say that she's never heard this before when she has heard this before. And now it's making Whitney feel like she's out on a limb by herself. And Heather is just trying to be like, I don't want to. I want to pretend I don't know this. Leave me out of it. Okay, I'm going to stop trying to dissect it because it's kind of not necessary. But I do. I still do agree with Heather. It's like you chose this route. You chose it. And so Whitney, while Heather's saying this, keeps saying, I needed you. I needed you. I needed you. And then Heather, that's a lie. You did not need me. Whitney, I did need you. Heather, why? To say Lisa gave blowies for courtside seats? And then in comes Lisa immediately crying. Okay, can we stop saying that? Because it really hurts me when you say that. She goes to a place of cry very quickly and then snaps out of it. I live for it. She goes there very fast. And Heather's like, that's my point, though. You see, it like hurts her when we say this. Like they've said it so many times. They keep saying Lisa giving blowjobs for courtside seats. Lisa giving blowjob. I've said it like 40 times in this recording. So this has only brought it to light more, Whitney. So, you know, who are you? How are you really helping the situation? But Whitney doesn't execute well. We've established this. And so Heather now is back, is on the like, this is supposed to be about Jen. So Heather's like, it was supposed to be a trip for Jen. Why are you uh, coming in crying about Lisa's rumors? And then Whitney, now you're using Jen as a scapegoat. (laughs) And Heather, now, now Heather's getting to a place of a little bit mean. You made it about you. The first night you made it all about you and your trauma at the first dinner. Ooh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. That's not good. Meredith, though, she comes in again. Meredith is really, really coming through for Whitney. And she goes, this wasn't about the rumors. This is about the position you feel you are in. And you need to explain that to Heather. And I was like, yes, Meredith, it is, I think. I think. (laughs) This is Whitney's explanation, though. Heather, what you need to realize is that the one person that was safe to me, you, that is where my pain is. Abuse, being taken advantage of, not having a voice, poor timing, 
poor delivery because I have something to say, but no one fucking listens to me. And I needed you in that moment to just validate that I was speaking the truth. That's it. You hurt me deeply. Sorry to laugh because I, I, sorry to laugh. That was not okay. Just, okay. But I, I think that at this point now, Heather could realize what Whitney is saying. I don't doubt for a second that Angie said this. I don't, come on, guys. Angie hates Lisa. And they were all talking about Lisa. So at this point now, Whitney's like, how are you still saying you've never heard this? Okay, we're going to keep going. And I have some Heather T from BravoCon, by the way, in case you guys missed it. It was on social media, but it's you, excuse me, but you may have missed it. But I'll get into that when I'm done with the recap. Um, and then Heather's like, well, you hurt me too. Ripping up my friendship card. <laughs> so, whatever. And so Whitney's like, well, I'm cleansing a lot of family out of my life. And so there you go. And then Heather kind of shames her like, oh, yeah, you're being a truth seeker. Real truth seeker you are. This isn't truth seeking and just, you know, going off. And then Lisa in her confessional is like, Heather is completely unaware of how insensitive she's being to Whitney. You should be asking how she's doing and how she's feeling. OK, put your sensitivity chip back in, Heather. And Heather says the trip got derailed and you started it. And then Whitney, you pushed me into a wall and called me a liar. Heather, you are up the river with no paddle. Hmm? I like that phrase, though. But, you know, it's, yeah. So then Whitney kind of says that you don't like to talk about feelings. Every time we talk about feelings, you want to talk about it. And Heather isn't wrong when she's like, all you do is talk about feelings. And it's kind of true. Like, it's not wrong. It's like there's always a healing journey happening for Whitney. And Heather's like, can we ever just have fun? It's like you're always dictating like some huge, like a fucking shaman experience. And so Meredith's like, how about we just agree to have fun for tonight? And they do. So they finish the night back at the house in matching orange pajamas. That had to have been intentional, right? To look like they were in prison? That Come on now. Meredith busts out the FBI hats, which Jen saw and loved. She loved them. So they talk about Jen and how she's feeling. And then now knowing what we know, it's just all funny. Lisa's like, is she still eligible for a plea deal? And we're like, oh yeah, she is. And Meredith is, because Meredith's a lawyer, so this does really come in handy. She's like, well, you know, you take a plea deal because basically you have something to offer that would help them get the bigger fish. And I think it's Whitney's like, is Jen the big fish? Chills. Chills. But then they talk about Stuart taking the plea. Whitney is so, sorry, I'm just, I have to say, Whitney's so stupid. So I couldn't, I'm sorry. She goes, that could be good for Jen because he's admitting guilt. You idiot. <laughs> what 
What, what, do you think that like he's taking the guilty plea and they're like, okay, so Stuart's more guilty, so Jen's less guilty? <sighs> Whitney. And Meredith's like, I cannot fathom that Stuart is on Jen's side anymore. So, no. Um, but then Meredith, Meredith says, you know, because of the 98% success rate, uh, she says, I cannot imagine she's taking this whole thing to trial if she doesn't have a good defense. <sighs> well, there we go. So the tea from BravoCon, guys. Okay. So if you guys saw um, Tamara talking about how Jen came to her room and had like a whole squad of people and Heather was with her in case you missed it. You, I doubt you did. But, you know, she talked about how, yeah, Jen came to my room and said, I'm not going to jail. Her psychiatrist was with her, uh, some other pe- makeup artist, whatever. But Heather was with her. So Heather knew Jen was not invited to BravoCon and the execs or producers or whoever of BravoCon got very or of Bravo, sorry, got very mad at Heather for bringing Jen. They were not happy. So one of Jen's like besties who was riding with Jen the whole time, like roll dog in the whole way, like arm in arm with Jen took to his social media and posted this very long story of what happened. So they went to Tama's room with Heather and then there was like some after party on like the roof. Let's just say they went upstairs to the after party and hung out. Well, when they went back down to go, cause they were in Heather's room, that's where they were staying. When they went back down into Heather's room, the door was bolted. Like their key couldn't work because it was bolted shut. They were locked out of the room. Heather was not answering. Yeah, like legit avoiding. Jen had to find someone to like hang out, like somewhere to go, like somewhere to sleep for the night. And then the whole next day, they couldn't get a hold of Heather because all of Jen's stuff was in Heather's room. Long story short, like long story short, finally, when BravoCon was over, Heather was able to, Heather was like, now that everyone's gone, I can be cool with Jen. So Heather basically brought Jen to BravoCon, then got in trouble for bringing Jen to BravoCon and avoided Jen so much so that she didn't, she was too afraid to tell Jen that she couldn't have her in her room. So she literally just locked her out of the room. Um, I'll do my best. I'll see if I can find the post. Someone sent it to me. I'll see if I can find the post and I'll link it in the episode description. Uh, and I'll, 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 I'll do my best to find it. And the, it's a very long convoluted story. And there was drama between this bestie of Jen's and Heather. Like at one point he was allowed to go into the hotel room of Heather's to get Jen's stuff. And Jen told him what to get. There were two pairs of sunglasses. One one was a black pair. One was a red pair. He grabbed what he thought were Jen's red pair sunglasses. Turned out they were Heather's sunglasses. Heather then called Jen like that fucker stole my sunglasses. 
it was a mess and this guy's like heather's not a real friend to jen just a fair weather friend a fake friend blah 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 blah. and then heather's cool with jen once everyone's not around and now she because now she's not going to get in trouble and she's not real and so like heather and i'm not even sure if heather and jen are cool anymore i think meredith too i think meredith might have also ditched jen because they got in trouble. Like, you can't roll up with Jen, apparently. Like, they thought they could and be like, oh, it'll be fine. But execs were like, absolutely not. So, yeah, there is now drama with Jen and Heather. I'm not sure exactly the status now. Maybe Jen forgave. I'm not sure. But I need to understand what Jen meant by saying I'm not going to jail. Because you pled guilty. I don't understand. Maybe there's something we don't know. I don't know. It's hard to believe anything that comes out of Jen's mouth, but mm. Mm. anywho, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night. Don't forget to like this video, share it with your friends, tag some people in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, obviously, and love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.